Hi, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Attack of the B-Movies podcast, horror edition still, because that's what we're working on. This movie is a movie that I think was very, um, very underrated. Uh, it seems that in our world today, um, the last 20, 30 years, to be honest, um, science fiction's not given its due, right? Like, most of the things we have around us in regular life came because people read science fiction and became scientists and developed them. I mean, not all, but a good amount of things. Like, look at the cell, the Motorola flip phones, and then look back to the Star Trek communicator. Uh, Star Trek Next Generation, they have tablets, touch screens. Now that's all around us, right? So I've always been a big fan of, um, of sci-fi. And to me, sci-fi horror is best when it's done in space. Because just like, much like the Marianas Trench and the deepest parts of the ocean, we don't know what's out there. We don't know what we're going to find when we start experimenting with stuff like um, gravitational drives and all this stuff, right? So this movie is a movie I think is fantastic. I don't think it gets to do what it deserves. Uh, a lot of people say um, it, it wasn't like as good as other, like Alien and Hellraiser and the Black Hole. and the, you know. But you know what? It shouldn't be compared to them. There's similarities, sure. The movie I'm talking about is Event Horizon. This movie was directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who I believe did the first um, Resident Evil, maybe? Yeah, Resident Evil, uh, which is a movie I'm going to do on here because that's a movie I think is underrated and people hate on just because it's not like the game, but it's a pretty solid horror movie to me. Uh, anyway, so this one, Event Horizon stars Lauren. It's got a, it, this is like an A-list movie, so why I'm doing it on a B-movies podcast? Because it didn't do well at the theater. Um, it was written by Philip Eisner. You like how I'm back on track on, like, the last podcast? Uh, it starred um, Lawrence Fishburne, Sam Neill, Kathleen Quinlan, Jolie uh, Richardson. So you have two big heavy hitter actors, right? So the movie takes place in the future. It's 2047, and a distress call is received from a ship called Event Horizon that disappeared during its maiden voyage. It was on its way to um, Alpha Centauri? No, 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 Proxima Centauri. And it had been missing for seven years. Suddenly, it reappears um, around Neptune and its orbit's decaying, which means it's going to go into the atmosphere and burn up and, you know. So they send a, a ship out, another ship out there, and the ship is, um, the ship is called the Lewis and Clark, and they're going to look for survivors and find out what happened. So the Lewis and, Cl Lewis and Clark is captained by a guy named Captain Miller, and it's, um... So it's, it's Captain by Captain Miller, and Captain Miller is um, played by Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, it also has on it the creator of the propulsion system that the Event Horizon was using, uh, played by Sam Neill, Dr. William Weir, 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 whatever. Um, Jason Isaac's in this movie, too, and so is Sean Pertwee. Doctor Who fans will know Sean Pertwee because he's John Pertwee, the third Doctor's son, and uh, he's in this. And so, like I said, Jason Isaacs, um, you may know him from uh, Harry Potter, Black Hawk Down, um, Star Trek Discovery more recently. So he's uh, relatively, oh, he's in Star Wars Rebels too, I believe. Damn fine actor. In fact, I thought this movie had a cast that was pretty damn good. So, um, anyways, back to the movie. So they find, uh, so Captain Miller has... Um, his team with him, of course, uh, and they go to. So he's got, he's got. Let's see, he's got um, obviously a second command. He's got a pilot, uh, medical tech, 
uh, engineering ensign, why you wouldn't have just an engineer, but eh, let's go. Uh, he's got a doctor. Doctor D, the doctor is DJ, who's played by, I believe, um, I believe by uh, Isaacs. Yeah. And then he's got, um, well, let's see, Sean's on there, who's played by uh, Pertwee. And William Weir, like I said, is there, and he's the guy that designed Event Horizon. So he, 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 the movie opens up, we're on this other ship, he's discussing with them the gravitational drive, how it works, how it was experimental, and that the drive generates, um, it creates an artificial black hole. And it uses that black hole to bridge two points. So basically, it works like warp drive, right? So in Star Trek, the warp drive warps time and space to bring the two points closer together. So you're not really traveling, per se, but you're shortening, you're bringing time and space to you, in a sense. I, I think that's the layman's not complicated way. There's more to it than that, but basically, you're bringing two points closer together. And um, that's what this ship does, only by, it uses a, um, a black hole. But it disappeared, so they never knew if it worked. So they board the Event Horizon, and they find bodies everywhere. And, um, and nothing is working right. And uh, the, the, um, the, the gravity drive turns on on its own. And uh, the one guy, Justin, the, the engineering ensign, because he's checking out the gravity drive, the engine. And uh, like I said, Justin's played by a guy named Jack Noseworthy. He um, gets sucked into the portal for a little bit, and he's... Uh, <clears throat> he's pulled back out, or he's, he escapes. Um, it also causes a shockwave that hits the Lewis and Clark, damages that ship. Now the entire crew has to board the Event Horizon. So they pull Justin out, and he's, like, freaking out. He, he's, he's just terrified of what he saw on the other side. He, he tries to kill himself. He, he, he's catatonic at times. He's just... Not, he is... It's like he's gone to hell and back, really. And um, <clears throat> they end up having to put him in stasis for his own good because they don't want him to kill himself. So right around now, everyone starts hallucinating, right? And the hallucinations aren't, like, based off, like, good things, right? Like, you're hallucinating um, things that you regret doing. Um, Captain Miller sees a, a subordinate of his named Corrick, and he had to abandon this kid and left him to his death. And Peter sees her missing son, and his legs are, or Peter's, yeah, Peter, Peter sees her missing son, her son. His legs are covered with lesions and all bloody because of whatever happened. Weir sees his late wife, and her eyes are missing. And I believe at this point she's holding him out in her hand, saying for him to join her. Um, so all this weird shit's happening, and they go to the bridge, and um, I'm gonna say right around now is one of the cool, one of the better parts of it. So. They turn the they turn the gravity back on, and you blood just comes falling from the ceiling and splashes all over the ship because obviously everybody it's been weightless it was weightless up to that I should have mentioned that. So um, they're on the bridge. They get the power back. They find a video log, and um, the video log is gruesome, man. I mean, it is. It, you hear the sounds of people just mutilating each other, and they're just the crew entire crew is insane, and the um, the last of video is the event horizons captain and he's holding he, he's torn out his eyes and he's holding him in his hand to the camera and he's um he's saying uh it's it's basically it's a save yourself from hell but it's in latin like i, I don't know latin so i, I don't remember <clears throat> i think it was latin so at this point miller and dj are like shit 
the gravity drive for this ship opened up a dimension outside of our universe. And I think somebody even says it opened the dimension to it opened the, a hole to hell because that's what it seems like, right? But realistically, it just was outside of our of the known universe. So who knows? So they start discussing what's going on, and Stark theorizes that um, the Event Horizon, as it traveling into this other dimension because it's toying with them, has now become somewhat sentient, right? What I love about this movie is that it's uh, it's very reminiscent. It, it's like if you took... So, like, the Hellraiser series, the Hel- the, the Canaanites are... Um, you find out that people that are being tortured generally aren't good people, right? They did something bad, and this is their penance for it. Uh, it takes that kind of a concept, because they believe that the Event Horizon is trying to torment the people on it, and then either take them with it through the porthole to have more souls or more people there, more dead people, or, or to kill them. But it also just reminds me of a game called... Now, you're, gonna say, you're, you're all going to think Dead Space, because it's the new one. But System Shock 2. System Shock 2, you're on this ship, and you awaken, and everybody's been turned into a mutant, and they're all killing each other, and it very reminds me of it very much. And that's part of the reason I loved it. So they decide, so Captain Miller decides, you know, he's going to, he's got to destroy this ship. We can't, we can't let this happen. So he's got to destroy the ship. In the meantime, Peters is, um, she's in like a corridor. And there's like a drop off, but she doesn't see it. And she sees her son and he's calling to her and she goes running for him and falls off the, like the, the edge and she dies. Um, Weir becomes, uh, becomes possessed and he, he rips out his eyes. And the idea was we're going to destroy the event horizon and we're going to escape on the Lewis and Clark. Well, Weir destroys the Lewis and Clark. He uses um, a bomb basically and bam, destroys the Lewis and Clark. And that kills, um, that kills Smith. And uh, in the meantime, Cooper is outside the ship in a space. He's in a spacesuit, and he gets blown off. He just takes off. So you think he's dead too? Um, so Miller now confronts Weir, and they're having this giant fight. Weir, of course, is possessed, so he overpowers Miller, and he um, he sets the event horizon to jump back to the other dimension. I think it's a ten-minute time period, right? So, another one of my favorite parts from this is somehow this guy, Cooper, he finds out that he can use his spacesuit's um, oxygen and use it to, to get back to the ships. So, he's heading back to the ships, and he's like, I'm coming for you, mothers. I'm, go- I'm coming. And he, um, <laughs> he suddenly, like, appears. Like, he hits the, sh- the bridge window, freaks out Weir. Weir shoots at him, and uh, he blows the... He blows the bridge windows out, and it sucks Weir out. And um, so now you have Miller, you have Stark, and Cooper. They survived. They seal off the ship's bridge. Their ship's destroyed. So now Miller says, "Let's use the um, let's let's split the event horizon, right?" It, it, I don't think it was meant to, but he's like, "Let's split it in half, and we'll use the forward section of the ship as a lifeboat." So. He's going to do that, or they're they're on their way to institute this plan, and he gets attacked by uh, Weir comes back to life and attacks him, and um, he gets attacked by a manifestation of uh, Korik, the guy he left behind. So um, Miller's fighting him off. He's he's fighting with him. Miller detonates the explosive. 
uh, ends up killing him, obviously. It, it kills those two, separates the ship. And as it's... Uh, so we have, what is it? We have Stark and Cooper left now. And they're... Uh, the gravity drive activates, and we see the rear section of the ship pulled back into the black hole. So, um... I'm going to have to say that uh, I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to tell you the rest of it because the ending's pretty good. I mean, that was a chunk of the ending. But the ending itself, there's more to it. It's pretty good. Um, this movie, I, I, to me, was just so underrated and so underappreciated. Especially at the theater, at least. But it seems that it's really done well on... Uh, it's really done well when it came to, um, to video. And it's really great because I, I think it's a great film. So... Event Horizon, it was tonight's episode, 1987. Give it a shot. The special effects are good. I think the acting is pretty solid. Fantastic movie. In fact, this movie, after the, during the credits, it's playing a Prodigy song. And I was uh, married to somebody else at the time, my ex-wife, and we were living at my mom's house. And I thought she was sleeping in, the, in our bedroom, and I had like a little living room outside of it. So I was watching it. She was still awake, and I didn't know she was watching it. So she comes out and goes, oh, my God. It totally freaked the shit out of me. I jumped. Because I was so freaked out from the movie. Um, anyways, give it a shot. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, if you like the fact that I'm not going to give endings anymore, uh, but I will give some spoilers, uh, like, share, tell me what you think. We have a Facebook page. There's a website. You can, I think it's linked to on the Facebook page. Um, so thanks for listening. And night.